What's good, people? It's your boy, Ade Sinusi, a.k.a. Sinusi the First. Welcome to Art Meets Culture Podcast, Episode 9. Hope you guys are doing extremely well. It's a beautiful day outside. I know we're in isolation. I know it's, they said it's another three weeks. Um, some say a few months, but, you know, we're all hanging in there, you know, staying safe, staying creative, staying ambitious, which is the key thing. You know, hopefully, you know, all your loved ones are safe and chill and you know all prayers to them if you know they've fallen ill um you know i wish them a speedy recovery and you know if you've lost any loved ones you know i mean just you stay hopeful in the game do you know i mean um you know hopefully you know you'll be driving their legacy forward as well as yours but yeah um it's a beautiful day today i think somewhat i'm gonna enjoy it from my window looking at the sun you know what i mean try and get those those vitamin d minerals oh crap my filter drops um you know those vitamin d minerals um but yeah it's um it's gonna it's, this is gonna be an exciting episode um i'm joined by luke de stefano i tried to say that as italian as possible so forgive me luke um you know he dm'd me the other day you know you know telling me about his um you know his journey as an art agent you know and he would like to you know talk about it and i'll say yo there's I've, I've definitely been looking for you know some more agents to talk to i have a few conversations with a few who are big in the game um and you know i always seek their advice and seek their counsel in terms of what they're doing who they're selling to um how does the market work and you know they've advised me very well in terms of the next steps so it was great that um you know that Luke you know got in touch because that was literally going to be um the next set of interviews that were coming forward I've got I've got one coming um with one of my good friends um he's uh, an amazing art dealer and yeah when when it lands you you guys will know and you know he's he's passionate and he will drop gems um to the sky um from the sky rather not to the sky but as high as you want to go um but yeah, Luke, Luke's an incredible guy. You know, his uncle, you know, did stuff with Basquiat, um, Andy Warhol, um, these two phenomenal artists in the game that we all know, that everybody publicly knows and everything like that. You know, he, Luke, um, you know, is working with artists called Will McNally. Um, you know, he owns pieces, uh, or Basquiat pieces. He owns uh, a few... Um, Banksy pieces as well so he's very good in the game you know what I mean he's got a great portfolio and he's encouraging people to you know invest and you know create their own portfolio as well um because you know I feel as though you know art is as good as um you know the property game you know the sneaker sneaker culture and how people are getting involved with buying sneakers like real estate so we definitely got art if you hear any screaming in the back I live on the, I live on one of the main roads and it's always people just talking loud so forgive me if you hear anything but we got some beautiful music under underneath this i doubt you heard that so it was only me so let me excuse my distractions um but yeah you know the art game is like the real estate game um to me do you know what i mean i try to you know invest in you know some independent artists as much as possible because you know um for me it's an investment to me it's you know stuff that i like and stuff that i mess with do you know what i mean so i like to have a you know small collection which i'll start you know i've got small collections not vast but um once this shit's over i'm gonna start you know investing in my people a little bit more and um you know buying their pieces um 
you know, possibly getting some custom pieces and some one of ones, which I which I really, really want. Um, but yeah, he he's an he's a he's an entrepreneur who is very hungry. You know, young guy, um, very hungry, um, educated, well accomplished, and you know, it's just the start of something. He's paid attention to the Instagram game, and he's probably paid attention to you right now if you're an artist listening to this. So I, I advise everybody to who's doing art, you know, step your game up, you know, step your art game up, step, step your collections up, step your stories up, because you know you got a lot of people who are actually watching. You know, you never know who's watching, but you got a lot of people who are watching who's paying attention to art very well. Do you know what I mean? And quite, I didn't even know like quite a few of these agents now follow the page. You know, they follow Art Meets Culture. So, you know, um, I do everything that I can to, you know, to repost you guys uh, on the stories. You know, if you make eyes to the day's bonus. Um, but, you know, they're watching. So I try to get these eyes on your work as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? Because in this day in life, you always, every single day, you got to execute um, the best way possible in terms of your work. Um, that not mean like you got to post every day or anything like that, but make sure the quality of work is at a high standard because it's up to you to take that, to take yourself to the next level, depending on whatever your goals are. Because um, our agents are watching um, and I, I sound like, I feel like with Matrixy agents are coming. Um, if you've watched The Matrix, um, JJ, if you're listening, you know I'm exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, you never know who's watching. Um, you know, that's why you always got to put your best foot forward every single time. Um, you know, a lot of agents don't I'm not looking for anybody who's on the gimmick side of things no gimmicks um, no cliches or just quality artwork that actually means something and has a story behind that do you know what I mean and everybody starts from somewhere do you know what I mean from you know starting from drawing your favourite music artists um, to obtaining their attention um, but then also you have to evolve from that do you know what I mean you have to evolve from the music faces and stuff like that and then take it to a, a realm where you know let me know what your mind work looks like let me know what the what how how you're fusing um uh, culture together whether it be pop culture or everything you know Andy Warhol did a lot of stuff with you know pop art and fusing celebrities with art and stuff like that but having a story and a, and, and a thing about him do you know what I mean you all or every single artist that's listening and who I even talk to on a day-to-day have all got the massive capabilities of achieving this. Um, like I just see, uh, in the ones I talk to, I just see a lot of fire in your eyes. Um, well, <laughs> me looking at the eyes of the art, I don't even see your eyes on a day-to-day because I don't even see it. But, you know, even reading your, your passionate stories, um, you know, even worked on a show with you, you know, all these things are, are levels. Um, that I'm seeing, do you know what I mean? So you guys are hungry for it. And it's like, I'm very happy that, you know, a lot of artists, is that a fire alarm? Bloody hell. Anyway, um, um, yeah, a lot of you guys are in that that realm of, um, you know, stepping up to that next level because you want it. And I like the fact that you guys don't want it for on, on a clout thing. You just want it on a legacy thing, a purpose thing, because any purpose drives... Purpose should drive everything that you're about. Do you know what I mean? It's always purpose over popularity. We're not trying to play that popularity game. And you also shouldn't. Um, so execute your art well. You're in the biggest, um, you're in the, the most biggest um, community possible, which is Instagram, which is insane that you can put your art out there and many people can see it. And you know, you're attainable to many, many human beings. 
so yeah i mean i don't want to ramble on um this is another episode every single day well from monday to friday this week we are dropping um an episode um possibly on a saturday you never know um i'm just i'm just working hard as hard as ever hard as i can um you know with the mama mentality intact you know so um without further ado um i always do what further ado before i do my um make sure you follow type thing so let me start let me start that again so um be sure to follow us on instagram art meets culture you know the vibes you know the content we produce you know you know the work we we execute um follow us on twitter uh, follow us on Facebook, YouTube as well. Um, once this thing's over, we've got some amazing things um, in the pipeline. I've already, you know, spoken to a few artists about doing some dope stuff. So we're going to execute something. I'm smiling right now because it's just, it's just going to be levels. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's 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 going to be um, something we're excited for. As for events, um, boy, I'm I've got something in the pipeline as well for that. So we're we're, we're still working very very quietly you know we understand that you know there might not be no mass gatherings in terms of events no more so shot shot a lot of events in the foot right now but we've we've figured out a way where we can adapt as always because you've got to adapt in this situation but yeah once you follow the youtube you know i mean check out some old content as well from past shows um uh, via about art meets music um you know the shows um before we evolved into art meets culture um yeah so you can follow me on sunisa the first um on instagram as well um you know see the vibes you know see what i'm about day to day um but yeah that's that man i mean i'm i'm gonna enjoy my day now and uh, you know thank you again um you know for taking your time to even listen to the podcast you know what i mean it's it's like sometimes I, I look at it day to day and just see people who are just viewing i don't even care if it's like two people or whatever but i'm seeing you know 18 you know a day or you know 15 people on another it's just like it's amazing to me um and for, for the fact that you're taking time to do this i appreciate you highly um you know and i'm gonna remain thankful on that um you know daily um and i do remain thankful rather or not i want to i do remain thankful on that and you know i appreciate you all um, but yeah, please, 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 please. Um, right now, before anything, could you go and share it to at least one person and just say, yo, check this out. And I'm even just share the image that um, we've reposted right now. Just be like, use the arrow, the, the paper plane arrow, uh, paper plane, and, you know, share it to 10 people. Just doesn't say nothing, just say, check this out. You know what I mean? Art podcast, if you're into art investing. Um, that's one. If people want to invest in art, that's a good one. Yeah got yeah um that's a good one um anybody who's interested into uh, investing in art this is the podcast to listen to this is the vibe i appreciate you all um you know art meets culture you know the vibe put your money where your art is someone asked me why i say put your money where your art is because that's our slogan you know I, I just put your money where your art is it's art. just invest in self you know self-belief that that um that um 100 belief in yourself um you know when nobody's trying to invest in you you gotta invest in yourself so you put your money um where your art is where your craft is because you invest in you and you know what you're gonna get out of it you know what i mean you're probably the only um 
uh, stock because we could I'm gonna compare ourselves to stock but you can invest in the stock and you know how it's gonna grow based on the work you put in so put the work in yourself put your money where your art is um, and yes you will see much from that very soon very very soon so um, that's the vibe put your money where your art is let's go oh good oh good how you doing man not bad not bad keeping busy luckily yeah it's um, cracking on mate how about you not bad. I mean, I'm basically just kind of, I mean, I've used this whole entire time to kind of focus what are the next stages for the brand and the platform. Um, because before we were predominantly doing events and everything like that. Now it's just like, okay, cool. We've got to change up a little bit now, do you know what I mean? And be a little bit different and adapt to times. But, you know, that's just me like studying businesses that when a crisis hits what do they do do you know what i mean some people go under or just some people just you know change and you know turn left into something else yeah it makes sense yeah absolutely yeah, yeah now similar to ourselves to be fair mm-hmm. i mean i do property on the side as well amazing um got an investment management company but at the moment we put more focus on our insurance company because people want income policy protection mm-hmm. uh, life insurance against pandemic stuff like that so yeah property sort of fallen off a bit the insurance has picked up so yeah it's a good balance at least you it's a lucky position to be in thankfully but Mm -hmm. it's it's just a weird yeah so yeah now thank you for coming on a podcast you know uh means a lot and thank you even for listening and you know getting in contact about it um so yeah like can you tell the listeners like you know where you're from your background and everything like that yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, my name's Luke Di Stefano. Um, I am 23 years old. Um, grown up in Essex all my life. Went to school in East London, and um, I've been involved in art now for probably five to six years. Amazing. Um, initially, art was sort of a side thing for me. I, I grew up with um, uh, an uncle who was and still is an art dealer. Has been trading art for three four decades or so amazing so he's been through he's seen everything like the centuries and stuff yeah he's seen absolutely everything Mm. um he's been there from from when the likes of basket was still alive and warhol and he's seen he's seen individuals like them who sadly aren't with us anymore but yeah buying pieces of them when they were still alive and had just passed away and has seen i mean exponential growth on on their work and their their brands and their um their entire their entire um uh, what would you call it well just them as as, as people and artists and throughout the whole world and yeah i mean I, I sort of saw that growing up he had the the banks he's hanging up on the wall the war yeah. with damien hearse and um I, I admired it a lot i loved it a lot and then once i started to understand the the financial side of it i, I mean i was hooked i was I was in then, yeah, from a yeah. fairly young age. It's, ama- it's an amazing industry to get into, um, you know, because um, it's like I've studied the guys you've mentioned, seen their work, yeah. and I always wonder, like, you know, who are the art dealers behind it and everything. Like, so it's good to know that, you know, your um, your pops was, you know, a part of that whole entire situation. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing that people sort of looking from the outside into the art market in the art world is it, it's controlled by the art dealers and the art dealers are 
let's say 40, 50 years old. Yeah. Very, very very long time, eaten, Mm. educated, houses in Chelsea and Switzerland and whatnot, Mm. which is true to an extent. I mean, these guys do have sort of a big hold on the game, but I sort of saw a a gap in the market, let's say, where there there needed to be this sort of youthful turn on it. and, And I kind of placed myself in there where I had a, I had a good connect, um, a good network, um, was very well connected in, in the yeah. art world at, well, from a young age and mm. it allowed me to get into these places where these art dealers who were in the game for a long, long time had, had been for a long time. And I was just coming in literally at, at 21 years old. Mm. Um, and people would think, what's, what's this guy doing? But mm. where, yeah, where it was just new, everyone was surprised. People liked it. So they hadn't seen it before. They weren't used to it. They weren't used to someone being so young, being around them and, and in, yeah. in these auction houses and at these events. And it, it started to become, they, they started to realize that maybe the art game was moving that way and it, it was taking a change for the better. So that's, that's what we've seen now. We've sort of seen more and more younger people coming on the scene like yourself as well with platforms like yourself and and it's taking over and it's sort of going going a good way for the better for sure yeah nice no, i think it's an amazing thing and i think it's important for us to take that brave steps because it when people think about art all of a sudden you start thinking of the old heads all the old guys who've been in it for a long time and when you see them on tv it's always like the old heads with rich might with, uh, with a lot of money but now what you're seeing is a lot of young artists um you know that's helped from like the likes of Instagram, social media. So you're seeing the lifestyle element. So we're trying, we're, we're implementing stuff that we like, we like and connected to the art. So it's literally a whole amazing thing. So what are your challenges, um, you know, being a young art dealer in this game? Like what, what challenges do, have you had, like, you know, doing this? Um, of course. I mean, there's been a load of adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, the being young side of things, but I take it as I come. I mean, look, I'm not turning up these places in, in let's say trap star track suits with yeah. yours on and stuff. Yeah. However, um, I'm, I'm presenting myself in a way where look, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a double breasted suit. I'm looking very smart. And the, the way, the, the passion I'd say behind it, the, the way I speak about these things, the way I'm, I'm able to have some nice pieces in my collection, some of the Banksies and, and, and whatever else. Yeah. Um, it allows me to sort of put myself on a level with them, which they respect. And they, they sort of, they see that I'm trying, they see that I'm, I'm trying to, to make a name for myself, a name for my brand and, and a name for my artists as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the only thing sort of that I haven't cracked yet, is just, I mean, they're, they're, they're sitting on fortunes upon fortunes and collections in, yeah. collections in the hundreds and, and thousands of pieces worth yeah. multi, multi millions. And mm. that's where I see myself getting to at a stage in yeah. say, the next decade or so. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the only sort of thing I see um, holding me back. But I mean, look, Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. Um, so as time goes on, uh, names getting out there, more exposure, artists are doing more. And more and, and more collaborations are, are, are getting signed and stuff, and, and that's only going to get me to that level. But I mean, look, I'm enjoying it as 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 it's growing. So that's the main thing, really, for yeah. me. No, I'm definitely happy that you're enjoying the process because a lot of people would think, 
let's get into the art game and get rich quick. Yeah. They don't realize this is such a long-term game that you might not see anything up until 10 years time. Do you know what I mean? And like, like Basquiat himself, it's like he was painting so many pieces, Mm. wasn't making any money. And it just over time, someone saw his collections and then that's how it built to what it was, you know, at this moment in time. Um, So like, who do you look after, uh, look after or what collect pieces do you have in collections um, currently right now? So there, there's two sides to my company, really, um, the Stefano Holdings. So I, I deal with your investment grade art, um, considered investment grade art, your blue chip artists. So your Banksy's, um, mm. we do have a Basquiat piece. Uh, right. We do have an original. I need to see um, that. That's an easy oh, <laughs> it is, it's yeah. mental. Mm. Um, we do have... Your, your Warhols, your Damien Hurst and, and additions like that. Um, another artist as well I've, I've got access to through um, uh, someone I consider a mentor of mine has been for a good few years now, an artist named Richard Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, which pa- he passed away a couple of years ago. He grew up around um, Warhol, um, Keith Herring and Basquiat was part of their sort of group. Yeah, um, He is considered blue chip now. He's very current at the moment. Mm. Um, and then on the other side of things, um, emerging artists, one of my main emerging artists is a, a gentleman named Will McNally, who I know you, um, amazing yeah. in pieces of his before. I mean, I've got piece behind me right now, yeah, yes, yes, um, yes. pieces in pieces in the office. And mm. he, he, as well as being a very, very good friend of mine and a very long term friend and like one of the first people I would go to for any advice whatsoever. He, um, he's an amazing artist. He's an incredible yeah, yeah. artist. And, over the past over the past couple of years we've been on a journey together and, and we've been putting in a load of graft um on the side um and really I'd, I'd probably say a degree as well we've only seen it start paying off in the past two three months yeah so everything that's gone on in the background is has has taken a while it's taken a lot of work and, and commitment and sacrifice but only now has started to, to, to start paying off and unfortunately in the in the position we're in at the moment with the yeah. um COVID-19, it's, it's caused a bit of a slowdown. However, I mean, we need to adapt to it, really. As you said exactly. earlier on, it's about adapting to how companies thrive in, in downturns and, and in slumps. So we've recently signed to um, galleries over in New York. We've, um, we've only just yesterday or the day before signed with a, um, a, a new gallery in London and Shanghai by the name of Grove Square Galleries. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who's looking after them has admired Will's pieces for, well, a good few years now. Has been buying pieces privately, and yeah, thankfully now we're in a position where we've um, we've pushed through with that. That's all going well, and a few other guys. I mean, I've worked with um, Tom Fitch in the past, incredible mm-hmm. artist. He's doing amazing things. Um, guy called Symbol, mm-hmm. who is uh, again a good friend of mine, um, is very very well connected. Mm. in um in the art game also in the music game and we we've all of these guys i mean we're just we're just continuing reproducing work um getting new pieces out there making new connections and trying to just trying to get the name out there mm. um have have a, a nice collector base um buying these pieces up and really once all of this is over we we've got a, a load of events lined up which will will only be um positive for all of them and their, their hard work will start paying off exactly a, a lot more which is yeah 
No, that's that's massive. That's literally like so inspiring to even hear. Um, so like you, you know, you mentioned some dope artists and you're looking after, you know, a dope artist in Will. What do you look for in, in an artist in terms of their work? Because it's like, I'm sure you're on Instagram like me, just scrolling through, yeah. seeing what pieces there are, looking at techniques and everything like that. Like, what do you look for that you say, okay, cool, this person has potential and this can work in this realm and I know who will buy that based on my clientele? Yeah, I mean, I'd say at the moment I'm I'm working with your more contemporary modern artists. Mm. Um, reason being is I can relate to it more. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 23. I'm 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 a lot younger than, um, as I said, the other dealers out there, and and I like these things because I know that they would sit well with my my network, my circle, and I know they're very marketable. So yeah. at, at the moment, Will, for example, is is doing a lot of um, of these neon pieces yeah they're incredible um they're they're amazing they're huge they're to look at i mean they're unreal they're Mm -hmm. they're they're absolutely amazing he's he's amazing he's literally sick love what he does yeah and and some of the pieces he's got releasing literally in the next week he's been grafting on since we've been in this lockdown uh uh uh, literally i'm like speechless (laughs) they're amazing they are amazing and um just stuff like that they're very marketable um as well as the other guys, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff coming in at the moment is this um, designer culture. Yeah, your brands, your your collaboration brands, and stuff like that. And you've seen the likes of Supreme absolutely kill it by doing stuff yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. only last week um, a collaboration with Lamborghini. Yep, and, and they started out as sort of a, a a niche skater brand and whatnot, got into the art game, and the collaborations they've done ever since have, have proven extremely popular. Yeah, and this designer culture is very popular with your yeah. your younger younger audience. And at the moment, a lot of the people buying are the sort of the younger generation, the, the 20s to the mid 30s, 40s, over in Asia. Yeah, they, they, oh, they love, love that, love it, love it, and that's that's why we've seen the likes of Cause um, come up so much. He's mm. become one of the most well, the most important artists of the past few years. Yeah, and that's because of him incorporating commissions with i mean the likes of pharrell williams for example but then the mtv he's done the mtv awards and as well so it's like yeah. he's in the pop culture yeah so he's bringing in this sort of designer culture incorporating it with a sort of artistic spin cartoon as well and stuff like that and i mean it, it looks incredible you hang it up anywhere in a, in a museum yeah. it's amazing in a modern house, it looks amazing. In a stately home, it looks amazing. Mm. Um, but on the other hand as well, I mean, I appreciate your your more traditional pieces, your more old-fashioned, I'd sort of say sort of Renaissance pieces because, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm half Italian, so I've got, my roots are Italian, North Italy, and, and sort of that culture is, mm. they, they, they love the, the Renaissance art, stuff like that, and, and I, I can admire that as well. I can... I can happily spend a day in um, in the National Gallery looking at stuff yeah. like that. And I've got an artist at the moment who, who does pieces like that. And don't get me wrong, the, the effort and the talent behind it is incredible. Um, but the, the, the market for it is, is a lot smaller than the likes of your, your neon pieces and your, your cartoon and your design stuff. So mm. it's all the trend at the moment is, is just that. Yeah. People, are, people are lapping it up and loving it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely seeing that 
the new age is focused on those definite like pop pieces you know what i mean you even look at artists like um alec monopoly like he's exactly. doing his art but he brings a mad lifestyle to it where you're like yeah we want to be a part of that some way you know buying the art and everything like that so that's definitely cool um like inv- investment wise it's like a lot i always I always now, well, I've been telling people like you need to start investing in artists like the new real estate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting early. These are new artists that you're seeing every single day. Like we didn't have Instagram to see like your Basquiat's and everything like that. Yeah. Now we get to see artists who are much closer to us. Um, do you, um, well, if they have the funds, do you encourage people to start investing in art at an early point? Do you know what I mean? Some of your friends and everything like that. Like how do you encourage that for them? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, look, I, I've always loved art because of, because of that side as well. So art I love to admire, appreciate it a lot, but I was always interested in the fact that it's, a, it's an investment vehicle as well. Mm-hmm. So you look over the past 20 to 30 years, the art market as a whole has, has pretty much consistently risen by, let's say on average, 7 to 8%. Yeah. You look at the stock market, it's probably beaten the stock market year on year over that time period. Um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stocks and shares you can buy and, and make multi, multi, well, multiple percentage gains on a daily basis. However, you obviously need a crystal ball to know yeah. what's going on there. But yeah. with regards to the art market, it's it, something that will always have a value. You're buying a tangible asset, um, so you're always going to have an intrinsic value there. Mm. Um, so the, the way I sort of got into it at, in the start was I, I knew what type of artists were popular, were current, were sort of coming up, having exhibitions and stuff like that. And I was always getting involved in pieces I liked, only pieces I liked, because at the end of the day, look, if you buy a piece of art and you put all of your money into it, all your eggs in one basket, and you're hoping and praying that in five years you can sell that yeah. and make three times the amount of money you paid for it, then, I mean, you're going to drive yourself mad. You're going to wake up every day and, yeah. oh, how much is it worth today? Um, but at the end of the day, if you're buying it because you like it and it doesn't make any money, I mean, look, you're going to be a lot happier than, than you would be if, if, it, if it didn't make any money. Mm. So I've, I've always encouraged the people around me, um, family members and close friends, to, to, yeah, to pretty much get involved in our if they can put a allocate a percentage of their portfolio if they're into investing into art because look it it doesn't it's uncorrelated to your stock markets and your property markets right now we have um not a not a pause on the property market because buying and selling is still able to go for it's just a lot more difficult yeah. but what you'll probably see off the back of this lockdown is property prices drop maybe 20 30 percent no one knows but they will probably drop because at the moment um a lot of people are going to maybe want to be selling out there's going to be a big flood on the market yeah properties and in turn it's only going to push the price down of 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 an average property we've seen the stock market tank the past couple months i mean at some point um we, we've we've seen America wipe out the past twelve odd years of yeah. jobs created in in a matter of two weeks. Twenty two million people now unemployed over there, or, or similar figure, and it's incredible how how art has nothing to do with this. The impact on art doesn't doesn't get affected by things like this because yeah. at the end of the day, art is only going to be worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. 
However, if you're getting in with, an, if, with a blue chip emerging artist, you always know you're going to have the intrinsic value there. So I'll use Banksy as an example because he's very current. He's, he's British and everybody knows the name because, I mean, only as recent as this week, he's released another piece of work, um, his work from home piece. Yeah. And I know full well that the Banksy market is, is very buoyant at the moment. You could probably make about 10 to 15% on average mm. um, on a yearly basis with them. And last week I, I saw so many trades of Banksy pieces that I was in the middle of people asking for a certain piece. I was able to source it from mm. um, a gallery, a friend of mine, a, a collector of mine, and, and trade them actively. And the reason they're doing that is because some of them just want to put their, their wealth and store it for a bit whilst all of this goes on. Yeah. That, and that piece, they know full well that they, they're going to, they're going to have a, it's going to have the sort of same amount of worth as they purchase it when they go to sell it in, let's say six months time, a year's time, two years time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always, it's always going to, well, it's always going to be able to preserve their wealth um, and, and keep in line with inflation for definite. And that's sort of the, the way, I got hooked. I just love the way that people put it in, in their portfolios alongside their stock portfolio, alongside their property portfolio. And it, it kept up with it majority of the time. And a lot of people are now looking towards it. Um, the piece we sold uh, this week of Wills, um, the, the gentleman who bought that bought it and said, look, I'm probably going to hold on to this for a few years because I, I feel that, with everything I've seen going on around us, if I yeah. get this piece, I know Will's an emerging artist. I know he's got a lot going on and coming up. Um, and I know that I'm, I, I like this piece, for example, but I know for well, I, I'll probably be, be able to make a bit of money out of it if and, if and when I come to sell it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, people are, people are listening. People are getting more interested in art at the lower end, chucking a couple hundred pounds in or so and, and at the top end as well. And mm it's yeah it's, it's always something that's going to have as i said an intrinsic value and, and an uncorrelation to what's going on at, at present yeah i mean it's for me it's like crazy to hear that people are still spending money to buy art at this time because usually you think people are yeah. hold their money but people i think when you have that mindset okay cool everything's at this value right now i'm going to put my money here and then i know once this is over everything's going to increase um how do you think this current um how how well if, how do you think this current situation is like affecting art, like positive and negative? Um, positively, um, I'd say more, more and more people are finding, are finding their, their vocation, their purpose in life. There's mm. going to be a lot of new artists come out of this, of this period. Yeah. It's only, only good for everyone because there's going to be more talent on the scene. There's going to be more pr- pieces of work we've never seen before, more ideas. People are going to, where they're sitting at home now and, and, may be on furlough or unfortunately out of work they may pick up a pen or a a paintbrush and think back to when they used to do art 10 years ago or whatever it may be and from there completely smash it absolutely smash it and and realize that realize that art is their thing so we're going to see a lot more work we're going to it's going to be amazing there's going to be so many more artists come out of this period which i mean i can't wait for once we can all go to galleries again and exhibition I can't wait to see some of the work being produced. Mm. Um, the negative side of things is, I mean, look, it might take a bit of a slowdown. It might be a while before we can get all together again in these galleries and at these exhibitions and shows. 
mm. which is is what these artists rely on a lot of the time to to sell pieces. Um, the auctions they they rely a lot on on of course people being there, seeing the art, and, and bidding for it there and then. Um, I mean they're they're adapting to it. We're doing online auctions, stuff like that, which mm. is great for the artists and of course great for the auction houses. But I'd I'd probably say there's going to be more positives out of negatives out of this just because mm. it's going to bring so much more talent um and and people are going to find their purpose what what they've been put on the earth to do and yeah I'm, I'm i'm buzzing to see what comes out of it because there will be as as you said a lot more instagrams going up of yeah. people who have discovered discovered their talent and, and what they're, they're passionate about so i'm keeping my eyes out um to to what's about so yeah sort of looking to see see if there's more artists to sign up and, and represent which which would be great for the um, i mean for for myself to add to my portfolio of clients but also for them to to, to work alongside um a reputable brand with um with a a, a good end goal and uh, a, a good passion behind everything no that's good and where where do you you where do you source artists you source them mainly like on instagram and everything like that i'm not gonna lie to you i've i've had a lot of good luck from instagram um, I mean, we if we look back ten years, fifteen years, we you would never have been able to do anything because obviously Instagram didn't exist, and you mm. would have to go out to these shows and stuff. But where times are changing, I, I approach artists on Instagram every single day. I will message at least one artist and say, yeah. "Look, I, I like your work. I, I love a conversation. Let's see what we can do. What type of synergy there is." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say Instagram, to be fair, has been the the, the best way for me. Um, mm. I've also picked up a few artists that. Um, art fairs, stuff like that, um, which again are great. They've they've made a name for themselves already. Um, they smash out social media, but these art shows you do find a lot of hidden talent where they just yeah. haven't have. They've only ever done sort of exhibitions. They've never been on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. So um, both sides of the coin. Um, I'd say for me, Instagram is just so much more popular because it's so easy to just follow a page, drop a message and, and yeah. get a response, um, which is, yeah, which is a, a great way to, to, to go about it, especially in these times. I don't have to go and meet somebody, mm. um, sign contracts that way. If everything can be done over the phone, over the, over the laptop and exactly. so on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mainly through social media, which I'm... Yeah, I mean, that's big. Really. Like social media, is, that's even like, even how I started is just... I just followed a load of artists and be like, I like you, 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 and let's do a yeah. show together and let's build something together. So I think it's definitely um, amazing. So if I'm, well, I'm not an artist, but if I was an artist and I was like, and I'm doing all these amazing paintings, but I'm looking for an agent, um, what would you look for if I approached you, well, I approached your company and said, look, I need help. I want to sell my pieces to your clientele. What do I need to show you? What are you looking for? Um, above all, I'd say an open mind. Mm-hmm. An open mind. Um, the reason being is that I, I could chuck a million and one ideas at you. Because mm. um, at the end, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to advise my artists what I feel is going to be the best for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's financial gains out of it. It's great on that side of things. But I've, I never got into it to make money. I only got into it to help others and, and to make to make people were a lot more popular and a, a lot more bigger than they are. Yeah. Um, so I, I always say 
if people come to me and they say, Luke, I want to make £20,000 a month selling my art, I'd say, look, you're, you're not the artist for me. Yeah. I, I want to know that you got into art because you're passionate about it. You love it. You can stand in, in a room in front of 200 people and you can tell them your story from the start to, to where you are now. And it's just pure passion. Yeah. Um, and if they can do that and I, and I can see that they're, they're hard working, they, they, they want to just crack on and graft and, and they're, 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 they're willing to, to, to say no and they're willing to chuck ideas back at me and stuff like that, then, I mean, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm there for. All of my artists, I'd say, were, came to me open-minded, creative in both their, 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 um, their ideas and their paintings, but also in where they, where they saw themselves and mm. ways they wanted to market themselves and, and get in the market. And mm. um, I'd probably say nothing the relationships with all of my artists have, have just been great and, and have thrived and flourished from, from the offset and throughout just because of that. And I mean, if you are in it for the money, then it's, it's never going to work for you. Yeah, exactly. In, in the, any industry. Yes. A lot of people are money chasing um, in their work. And I've, I've met and seen a lot of artists and you can, you can tell by how they push their work. If it's like more money driven than purpose driven, and I think that, um, a lot of them have probably hit the wall now thinking, okay, what do I really need to do to have that impact? Um, with artists, this is a question I just thought of now. Um, a lot of, do you think it's more about the style of art or the marketing that drives people to the artist? Um, I mean, what one, one without the other will never work. Mm. So the... The, the, the way, I mean, so the art, for example, I deal with, it's all very popular. Mm. Um, for example, I had a show last year with, um, with Will, um, the back end of last year. And I mean, you know, Will's pieces are very, they're very modern. They're very creative and niche. Um, majority of them are all uh, portraits of, of famous individuals. Yeah. So at this exhibition, we had the likes of myself and my friends there. So the younger 20s. I also have my grandparents there who are in their 70s. Yeah. And it appealed to them as much as it appealed to me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that that's, that's itself, I mean, that, that helps the majority of the time. That's probably 90% of it um, that the work brings people a, of, of, of all appeals and, and people to the table. And then, I mean, the markets inside of things is um, myself and and my um my circle we're just very well connected um we've got relationships with majority of the galleries in london um shanghai switzerland new york and and um, in the middle east so when we want to do a release or 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 want to market um a particular artist or a particular event it's 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 as plain and simple as we we let them know and and there's there's already an interest in it because as you said earlier um the the amount of people's mindsets now changing to looking at the art market as a, as a market to, to store value and, and, and preserve wealth. And it, it's always going to have an interest. I'd probably say nine, nine out of 10 people I speak to, if I go out on the street and I invited them to an art exhibition, they, they would love it because everybody loves art. Yeah. I'd say everybody loves art. And if you don't love art, I mean, you're still able to criticize art, which means you at least appreciate it. And mm-hmm. 
some people will say to me, I, I don't like that piece. And others will say, I love that piece. And the only difference is their perception of the piece um, and, and how they look at it. But at the end of the day, if you've got an opinion on art, then, then I'd say you appreciate it at least. Everyone appreciates it at least. Whether they love it or hate it, it's up to them. But if you can stand there and say something about a piece, then that artist, that artist has done their job to the best of their ability because um, that's, yeah, that's come from them on, onto that canvas or onto that piece of paper, whatever it yeah. may be. No, that definitely makes sense. Um, both has to go hand in hand because it's like I'm always in- interested in like the marketing aspect and how they're presenting it, which one that, that sells me and then the story behind the art piece as well. So definitely um, that's something I'm into. Um, why did that question just fly out my head? I was literally saying, I'm asking this question, this is the question I want to know. Yeah, um, but I did have another question. Um, artists who they always find it hard to value their work because they don't know how, okay. Yeah. That's the question. So it works hand in hand with this one. So on one hand you have people saying, I'm going to sell my art piece for two grand. And then someone says, that's, that's not worth two grand. My two year old can draw that. Do you know what I mean? Um, Have you had anybody um, say those sort of things or approach it in a way where it's just like, no, we're not paying for that because all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, it's, it's difficult because what is the value of, of art? I mean, if, if you look at it and you break it down, the value really is, is what you paid for the canvas, what you paid for the materials and the paint. Yeah. And, and majority of the time, for example, you've got a, you've got a hundred by hundred piece canvas. You've paid, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds for that. Your art and what's gone into it. I mean, materials-wise, you're looking at look 150 tops, yeah. but some of them pieces go for millions. Mm. Um, so if you're looking at it like that, and and you are a you are let's say an economist and you value things on stuff like that, then you you're never you're always going to have an argument. It's always going to be difficult to tell you that that is worth that for, for whatever reason. Mm. Um, I, I, it's, it's valued really on just the, the trend and the popularity at, at the time. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll use Will again as an, as an example, just because I have seen it firsthand. Will sold his first piece properly, I'd say near on about four or five years ago. Mm. He sold it for about 50 pounds. Mm. And he was buzzing with that. He put a load of time and effort into it. He painted mm. it. And someone on Instagram bought that off of him for 50 pounds. Mm. Amazing. Um, we recently sold something of Will's only um, as only well started this year January for around twenty eight thousand pounds. Not bad. Now, it's, that's unbelievable. And and you 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 think to yourself, how have you gone from fifty pounds to twenty eight thousand pounds in that type of time? Now, in between, if you look at the the people he's worked with, he's done collaborations with the likes of Universal Studios, mm-hmm. um, Universal Music um warner brothers and has had clients come on board approaching him again for instagram and referrals um from the likes of premier league football players we have an arsenal player with a piece in his house hanging up at the moment um and then once these things happen and, and news releases get released and stuff like that and more galleries become interested and, and sign up for pieces and get pieces it pushes the the popularity of the artists up a lot which in turn increases the prices 
Mm. I mean, he's only a artists are only able to paint, let's say a piece, a piece every few days, a piece a week, a piece every couple of weeks. So you're already limiting yourself to what's in supply and circulation by them only being able to produce a, an original piece of work a yeah. few times a month, a couple of times a month. So in turn, again, that pushes the price up. And, and if they're at a popular, um, if they're at a popular stage in their career, then you're going to be looking at a, a substantial price increase. And how do we get these values? I mean, it, it yeah. is a very, very good question. Yeah. Um, look, we, re- we, re- we test it out, to be fair. We, we gradually increase it every now and then, and we see how the market reacts to it. So, for example, if I brought a piece to the market now of Wills and I put it up for £1,000, it would be gone within minutes because mm. people know his value sits now at around the five to £12,000 mark. £5,000 for the smaller pieces, £12,000 for the larger pieces, and then a bit more for your neon pieces um, that you have seen. Yeah, you've seen them before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so people look at it like that and people will look at part previous sales and stuff like that. And that's when the, that's when you get the actual investors and collectors come in and they will now analyze things like that and they will look to see where he's at in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still, yeah, you get people rip it apart. Oh, that's not worth that. How can you buy yeah. that? This, that and the other. And look, these people don't understand and it's not their fault just because they're uneducated on this side of the market and then actually valuing and appraising pieces of art. Um, because I've, I've seen pieces at, for, for multi millions and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, what's actually going on here. And mm. it is unreal that the, the value behind it and stuff like that, but it, it just goes on really off, off the trends, similar to how um, you, you look at, watches and, and other alternative type of investments as a whole watches classic cars whatever it may be mm. so at the moment you can go and get a ferrari f40 for let's say i don't know like 1.2 million yeah the reason that is going up is because of amount of supply and circulation now as years go on a car crashes a car gets wrote off this that or the other so in turn that's only going to push the price up mm. and that's what we see with these uh, the artists they're similar to car brands and watch manufacturers in that way. So your Ferraris, your Lamborghinis, your Patek Philippe's, um, where there's a limit out there and the intrinsic value to start with is at a certain point. I mean, you can only see it going up, going up. Yeah. Um, the more things are sold, the more the brand is out there and so on. So it, it works on a lot of factors. There is a lot of hard work that goes on to get these prices go up, but an investor or a collector knows full well that what they're paying at that time, they, they, they believe they are getting a fair and good value for. Um, and we can't go to, we can't go to an economist or an accountant and ask them to break down the figures yeah. as to how that's that much, because it's not like a stock or a company. We can't do that. We haven't got cash flow. We haven't got um, financial stuff like that. So, it's really just on what the price is at that time. Why is that artist so big at the moment? What have they got going on? Where do we see this artist? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, it is, it is, there's so many factors that come into appraising the art. It, honestly, it's crazy. And to be fair, I don't think I will ever understand it. Mm-hmm. It's because some people are willing to pay a million for a piece. Some people would be willing to pay a hundred pounds for a piece. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all down to what the buyer feels, the sentiment of the buyer, 
and really where that artist is at, at that particular moment in time, I feel. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. I'm learning a lot currently at the moment in terms of like investment and stuff like that, um, which, you know, drew me to a few companies. They basically have, there are investors, but what they do is they'll have like, let's say a basket out piece, but you can buy shares in them. Yeah. Um, which I've checked out. Have you, have you checked, seen these? Yeah, companies? I know, um, I know a few companies like that. Probably the biggest one I know is a company called Masterworks. Yeah. That's one um, I was thinking in there. I think his name's Michael Palazzo or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, spoken with them a few times as, um, as they were actually interested in a, we had a Picasso piece last year. Okay. Buying. Um, and yeah, the, them things are, in, these, these platforms now are incredible. They allow the everyday investor to own a percentage of it. You see it in the share market, you can own a percentage of a, a company stock. So let's say a stock is worth $140, they can own a percentage of that $140 or so. Yeah. Um, you see it with, again with the F40 Ferrari, you can own a percentage of the car. And now the, the, the art market, and I think it's incredible because again, it's a way of diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. Um, you're not chucking absolutely everything in. Um, the art market's well known for being a very um, wealthy market and you can only be in if you're upper class and you're, you're worth multi-millions, but it allows you to realize the tax benefits of the art market and also yeah. the capital growth benefits of the market. And um, I think, yeah, I think the platforms are amazing. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're all sick. I've seen so many. I was speaking to a company called Otis in New York. Okay. They basically do art but now they're doing old comic books now they're doing sneakers as well that you can't get like they had the nike air mags the back to the future ones and it's like you can buy shares in them as well and it's just like obviously you know the sneaker market is always building based on you know scarcity and everything like that so that these are definitely good things you know for people who just want to get started and you know build something small and then gradually build into the big boy leagues and actually start selling arts these are sick um so like what are your your ultimate goals through this you know you're a young guy you're in the game now do you know what i mean and it's like you've done phenomenal things like what are the goals um once all this crazy shit <laughs> has gone past like what are the goals what are you gonna be focused on in the next coming years 10 years time um i mean look i, I just want to continue grow, growing growing and, and developing every single day um I, i'm learning every single day i'm learning things that um, I'm learning the good ways and the bad ways. I'm learning by doing things that are going right. And then I'm learning by doing the things the wrong way, which I mean, are, are very, very valuable in, in, in every walk of life. Um, where do I see it going? Um, I mean, look, I would probably love my own personal gallery in, mm. in the next five to 10 years. Um, I say that because at the moment I'm involved in a good few galleries. So yeah. I feel, I feel where I'm involved so much. I have, my percentages in these galleries and um they they i feel like they're my babies mm-hmm. um and but the only thing is they don't have my name above the door which yeah. is, is the only difference to to now to to five to ten years when i may go and take that leap um i feel for the moment i'm, I'm just focused on continuing raising the profiles of the artists i work with continuing to 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 help them out to, to be there for them, to get them in places they, where doors are currently shut and they can't get in and just continue growing my, my network and, 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 
and literally, yeah, just putting all my focus into just getting these artists well known and and um, household names. That's mm. that's what I would love. I would I would love every artist I work with to be featured in in every single continent in the world and in the in the big art shows and the, in the big art galleries and I'm I'm seeing it happening and and it's only really as I said, the past few months where all the graft has gone in over the past couple of years into it um, is coming off and I know it can be done now. I've seen it firsthand and just want to continue pushing and adapting to, to market changes and to, to changes in the economy and everything and just keep, keep at it and just, yeah, just keep, keep on going and seeing where, seeing where we can get with it and how big we can get these artists and do, doing doing more to to help out to give back and just yeah really just seeing where i can get from and and then show other people that it can be done yeah. you don't have to be you don't have to be more um gray in the hair to to get involved and exactly see, see more and more people jumping at a, an earlier younger stage and replicating and 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 completely smashing out what i do yeah i mean you can definitely see you know the games getting younger even like using the example of the sneaker heads, you know, even like going to like sneaker shows and you've seen these 12 year olds with wads of cash yeah. <laughs> swapping trainers. So it's just like- Absolutely and- having it off. I mean, they've gone from selling Mars bars in the playground to, to yeah, picking up dead stock. Um, mm. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. So I'm looking happy. forward to seeing the, the kid in a, <laughs> in an auction house saying, look, this is what we're buying. This is for my friends, you know what I mean? We're looking forward to those things. So, you know, it's good that, you know, we're building an industry that's going to have that, you know what I mean? It's like before, you know, sneaker culture was frowned upon in terms of, oh, you collect sneakers, that's a bit neaky or 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 anything like that. And then they built an industry working with said designers, said platforms, and then you've got the likes of Jeff Staples um, there, you know, Daniel Arsham is doing some stuff, you know, with um you know nike and dior like all these amazing things so it's very phenomenal to see what advice um do you have for like future investors um in terms of getting involved in the game i'd, I'd probably say that the one main thing i tell absolutely everything everyone is that if you're going to get involved in it just make sure you you like the piece and you admire the piece because I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't have a crystal ball to tell you what's going to be worth X amount in however many years. But you need to know full well that if you're putting your money into it, first you need to put money into it that you feel you'd be able to do without. You feel you can, you can afford to lose. Um, and you need to like, at the end of the day, if you've got a piece and you, you want to sell it in two years, um, you hate it. Mm-hmm come two years and you can't sell it and you're still holding on to that 10 years down the line, you hate it. You're just going to look at that and detest it every single day. However, on the flip side, if you love that piece, it doesn't make you any money, but you haven't chucked absolutely everything at it. You yeah. know, well, you can sit there and admire it and, and know full well that, yeah, you've invested into a piece. It hasn't made you money, but you've invested into your happiness. Really? You've invested into, um, into, into a story, into, into someone else because at the end of the day you're helping the artist as well by buying their pieces so whatever you're buying just make sure you like because i've i've got pieces at home that i bought before i felt like they were going to be the next big thing and they're practically worth well they're they're worth maybe the same i pay for a little less and i don't like them i just want to get rid of them they're in their tube still and 
yeah. is that's something I learned the hard way. Um, so if I could tell anyone, just don't do that. I'd like the piece you're buying and um, definitely have a look at these, um, these platforms where you can buy percentages of, of pieces. Yeah, exactly. No, that's big. Yeah. Um, and your advice to artists, because you, you, you're probably going to be scrolling through more artists this week, you know, and, you know, checking who's, who's who and who's on the come up. Like, what would be your advice to them as artists in terms of pursuing um, a career in the art game? Um, just keep grinding, like keep at it. I, I've, I've spoken with a lot of artists that have been in the game a long time and are becoming very disheartened. Um, the passion's gone and they've, they've only lost their passion because they're, they're, they're relying on it to, to be their, their income source. And yeah. if they completely took that emotion out of it, they would still love doing it, whether it made the money or not. So I just say, keep at it, keep, keep the passion and, and look, if, if, you're only in it for the money, then you need to rethink your, your values and you need to either fall in love with your art again and, and getting into it, or you need to take, take the pressure off yourself. Because a lot of these artists, they put so much pressure on themselves and you can tell and it, it affects them a lot. If you're just relaxed about it, you enjoy your craft, you enjoy it creating, then you, you're only going to go, you, you're going to go so far. And mm. I, 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 I can see it. I see it all the time. The guys that, love their craft they have so much passion behind their art um they, they do the best because they're artists i mean they're incredible people some of them are very normal some of them are i'd say so far gone it's amazing but they're um yeah you you can tell the guys that some of them are walking around wearing suits that they've painted on themselves and and these guys absolutely smash it because they've just got so much passion and, and these people are buying because they buy into the art, but they buy into the artists as well. And mm -hmm. you've got a passion. It, it makes it a lot easier for people to buy into you for the death of that. That's solid, man. No, definitely. Like, I highly appreciate this conversation because it's like, it's good to know that as much as, you know, I can talk to artists and, you know, yeah. get their stories and everything. I do definitely want to know more from the agency side, the gallery side, and, you know, what's that about, you know, how people can get involved and everything like that. So it's definitely, you know, great to have this conversation. Where can um, everyone find you, you know, possibly get in contact and everything like that? Um, I'm, I'm, to be fair, I'm mainly on Instagram. I've, I've always been fairly, not low key, but just out of the limelight in the background doing things. But yeah. moving forward, I'm sort of more putting a face to things and, and getting things out there for, for my benefit. And of course the company's benefit. So yeah, you'll find me on Instagram, um, under a personal account, under my company account. Mm -hmm. Um, also your likes of LinkedIn, Facebook and, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all, all of the above really. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check them out. You want to give them those, um, yeah, go on. So yeah. it, it would be at Luke DiStefano for the, uh, for the Instagrams and the Twitter and at the Stefano holdings which is the company. Yeah, everybody get in contact. He's a solid man, you know, I vouch for him. So yeah, so it's all positive. But bro, appreciate it. You know what I mean? You know, taking time, you know, I know you've run off to the, is that your office space as well that I can see? Yeah, I'm in my office at the yeah. moment. Um, I've, I've got another company on the side, which um, is actually an essential, an essential company at the moment. Yeah. So um, luckily able to be busy with that and, and, good, and good, good. that helping others out but yeah just in the office get get clearing my headspace a bit amazing all right bro nice no, solid i appreciate it highly man. appreciate that a lot um yeah thank you for uh thank you for well 
helping me out really this is yeah. Cool. Helping out. and yeah i hope to um i hope to see you very very soon oh you definitely will trust me i'll be in contact all right brother all right take care man thank you very much bro all right take care at right, rest